Welcome back to Swishing Edition with Caleb. So happy to be here with you guys today. This is episode number nine. If you missed one through eight, go back and check it out. Before we head into the topics, I got to say I'm sorry for not posting yesterday. I was really, you know, my schedule was kind of cluttered up and I didn't have any time to do it. And this is when I tell everyone that when the NBA takes a break, I take a break, which means during the All-Star break, I will not be posting. And if we can keep it up until the summer, I'm not going to be posting until closer to the NBA season. And that's when I would talk about free agents and all that stuff. But let's, write it, let's head right into it. I know we got a lot of Knicks fans watching the channel. So Ennis Cantor, who is cut by the Knicks, agrees to sound with the Trailblazers. I mean, this year before he was like, like not getting played at all, he was scoring 14 points and 10.5 rebounds. So, I mean, he's a, he's a double-double, and he's a walking double-double, which is good for any team to have. So, I think he could bring a great – he could be great off the bench for the Blazers coming out for – coming in for Yusuf Nurkic. And when you see the Knicks cutting at his canter, and how you see they cut West Matthews right away and took on the contract of DeAndre Jordan, which is an expiring one, you see that – they're really gearing up for this year's free agency. And, I mean, I might talk about that. I could talk about that in a different episode. I could have a whole episode when I believe the free agency predictions, but I don't want to get right into it. I don't want to get so into it right now. So I'm just going to say Cantor to the Blazers, and the Knicks are really, really getting very prepared for this year's free agency. So... Let's get into the next topic. This is like a mini topic. I just want to say, thank God, if you guys watched my episode, last episode, the whole issue with Ben Simmons and Magic Johnson, the tampering between the Lakers and Sixers, uh, nothing, there was no fine. And they come out, they came out, that they said, they said, no tampering. So just... Good part on that. Good job on the NBA for doing what the fans want and just letting it go. Now to the next real topic. Isaiah Thomas is returning for the Denver. Or is coming. He never actually played, but he's playing his first game with the never with the Denver Nuggets tonight against the clip against the Nuggets. I mean, my bad against the Kings. And I mean, last time we saw him play. It, it really, he was he was injured. And, I mean, that hip injury could have been the end of his career. I mean, if you guys don't, if you guys don't remember, he was an all-star candidate, 28 points per game. I, I believe, personally, that Brad Stevens is really the reason behind how good he was because he can't play defense. And it's pretty obvious, as you saw last year with the Cavs, god-awful garbage. But maybe Mike Malone's coaching could hide him because that was the whole point of Brad Stevens. Hide him and you want to hide him in the defense so you can't really exploit it. And I, this is my take. If Isaiah Thomas doesn't show this year, because he's going to have chances in the playoffs also because Nuggets are the second seed, I believe. If he, if he doesn't show that he could be a, an effective NBA player, 
Because even if he scores like 15 a game, his defense is, I'm just going to say, if he doesn't show his defensive ability at least a little bit, and he's not going to score that well, this might be his last year in the NBA, or this might be his last year of getting decent minutes. Like he might be riding the bench for the rest of his career or not even being on an NBA team. I mean, his this was supposed to be this past year supposed to be his con- contract year. It was got awful with the Cavs and got a minimum. I mean, until he was with the until he was with the Cavs, he was he was always been getting underpaid because he was actually an effective player. But now, if you he, he, you're not gonna pay him, you're not gonna get him for more than a minimum. So I think his career really went down with the Cavs. I mean, maybe it could have just been the injury because he originally played through it, even though the Celtics told him not to. And then they ended up, and then his career went down. But also, if we're talking about Isaiah Thomas, I guess, the thing is that, oh, the Celtics weren't loyal to him. I got about, I think I got two or three things to say about that. First, is a, it, NBA is a business. You can get traded at any time wherever you are, to to any team, at any moment in time. Second, I feel like Danny Ainge knew something that we didn't, or now we knew, that he might never, his hip injury was so bad that he might never be able to produce the way he did for Boston. And he knew that he could take advantage of the Cavs for getting Kyrie. And I'll, we know, if you look at the Cavs right now, Nuke got the Celtics. It's pretty obvious who won that trade. So I think, and then even though they had to put in another second round pick because for some reason Cleveland never even knew that his hip injury was so bad, which lets you know that Danny Ainge definitely knew something everyone else didn't know. The team you're trading with didn't even know about his injury or how bad his injury was. So Isaiah Thomas, this is do or die for him this year, in my opinion. But... I wish him the best of luck, but this could possibly be the last year of his career, or last year could have just been a fluke year and he was actually injured. The last topic for any of you guys watching who actually care about care about advertisements for NBA, or like I'm just gonna get into it. The NBA, I mean, I'm not. I can't really say that much about what's happening, that's ha- what just happened, but I'm going to tr- do as best as, as I can. The NBA and Puma today announced a new multi, multi-year multi partnership that will make the international sports brand an official marketing partner of the NBA. I don't think this is a deal like Nike, where it's actually on the jerseys. Like Nike runs the jerseys and DSU too. As I'm about to read in the next paragraph of this NBA.com article. It's not, it's not really like, it's not going to be like on a jersey or like a NBA NBA Morbilia. It's going to be like Puma has a right to use its athletes. I'm just going to read this paragraph. As Puma makes its way back into the basketball landscape, the collaboration fosters a relationship that will continue to accelerate the growth of Puma hoops within the sport. Through this portion it, partnership, Puma will now be able to feature athletes in their respective NBA uniforms and team logos. Additionally, the brand will be able to 
curate authentic and original content that will allow better storytelling of the company and their athletes. So I think I, I'm going to try to say as best as possible that I, the peop, any NBA players who had contracts with Puma weren't actually able to wear their jerseys or their like their jerseys or anything that do that their NBA morbilia like what they were in the games at like a Puma um shootout, not like a photo shoot. Like they have to, they have to, they had to wear like all Puma stuff. But now this deal allows them to wear their their jerseys and their all their stuff in in a commercial or something like that or in a magazine. And maybe this draws more NBA players to sign with Puma. Probably not. I mean, I I can't really talk a lot about this topic because I really, I feel like it's not like a giant. I mean, the NBA is kind of is probably the one really making the money off this deal. But, yeah, I guess that's all we got for today. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you when I see you. I'll see you after the All-Star break. Just reminding you all that I won't be posting until, I think, Thursday or maybe the Monday after that. So I'll see you when I see you.